Welcome everybody to the second episode of Long Form. I bet you didn't think you'd see the second episode. For all the haters out there that thought the first episode was crap, well, guess what? You're stuck with us for another hour or maybe two. Who knows? So, um, back by popular demand, Ashley. We've got Ashley again. Hello. Everyone else is too shy to come on the podcast, but uh, mm. Ashley, we love having Ashley. Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot again. Oh, no. Because this is your topic. People must think I have, like, just no ideas whatsoever. But, uh, yeah, we were actually kind of struggling for ideas. So you saw something interesting on the uh, interwebs yesterday, brought it to my attention. Can you introduce it? Okay. So the video was... It was a bit intense. It was a very strongly opinionated video. Um, but essentially it's what is the impact of social media on the way that we perceive body image and is there a difference between genders? Hmm. You went into more detail than I did. But So oh. what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the video for everyone who's watching the video. They can watch it for those that are listening on Spotify. Yes, we are on Spotify officially we're on Spotify so yeah if you can't be bothered looking at our mugs then uh, feel free to just listen to our our voices instead okay so let's let's play this video and hopefully this works here's a reminder that you don't need a flat stomach to rock low-rise jeans you don't but I'm hot sexy beautiful right I'm, I'm gonna be a real dick here and just say this for all the dudes out there Ladies, I know you have your own examples of these unrealistic body expectations, etc., etc. And body positivity can be a good thing. If you're born without a fucking foot and people make fun of you because that, that's not cool. But I feel like the body positivity movement is an excuse for ladies and some men to just be lazy and just be fat. I'm sorry. It's not nice, but it's, it's relatively true. But also I'll say this. Ladies, before the next time you go, oh, listen, women don't, you know, we can't live up to these unrealistic body expectations of all these models and shit. Have you ever seen some of the dudes that are in movies? Like Chris Hemsworth, for example, fucking jacked, Aquaman, jacked, all these superheroes, jacked. And that's what dudes are supposed to look like? <laughs> okay, I don't know. Actually, you probably didn't hear that, right? Okay, so I just pre-played, I played about a minute of it, and that video is from Isaac Butterfield. I think he's an Australian comedian, you know, YouTube so. influencer, social commentator, whatever. But yeah, yes. he essentially said that uh, he feels that body positivity movement is an excuse for people to just be lazy, right? Yeah. So again, I did a bit of research, right, as you okay. do, and. Uh, do you want to know where it started from and how this trend all happened? Yes. Okay, let me let me uh, enlighten you on the brief history of body positivity. Okay, um, it has it has its roots in the fat acceptance movements of the late nineteen sixties. The National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance was first established in nineteen sixty nine. Continues to work to change how people talk about weight. The term body positive emerged in 1996 when a psychotherapist and an individual who had been through treatment for an eating disorder founded the website thebodypositive.org. Um, the current movement began to emerge around 2012, initially focusing on challenging unrealistic feminine beauty standards. As the movement grew in popularity, the original focus on acceptance of weight began to shift towards a message that all bodies 
are beautiful. Right. So um, do we agree or are we triggered by Mr. Butterfield's uh, little rant there? He's a lot to process, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> He's intense. He's intense. <laughs> He's, he is very intense um, and he feels things very deeply. Yes. Um, but I don't know. It's like I, if he wasn't so intense about it, maybe I would be listening, but I feel like I just didn't absorb any of his point because of how right. he said it. So you're, you're more focused on his energy and his em, emotive yeah. response to this, uh, this, this thing that's meant to be positive, right? Body yeah. positivity. Uh, but, I, but can you see where he's coming from in the sense that he's saying, um, or do you agree to some extent that, hey, this movement that came out of you know this idea that we should accept all bodies as beautiful can be used by some as an excuse to be lazy? Yes. So I think maybe where my opinion falls is that I can agree. I mm-hmm. think all bodies are beautiful or mm-hmm. people are beautiful. We all have our own, you know, things to offer the world. I think the question for me lies, does that mean that it needs to be shared? And that's a question that I apply to whether it's a big body, a small body, you know, healthy body or otherwise. Mm. Do we need to be putting it out there into social media, showing everyone what you've got going yes. on? But one could argue that, you know, in order to be happy and feel positive about your body, there is no, you know, you just flaunt it, right? It's 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 a good thing to share it to the world and be like, look at me, I'm whatever, I'm round, I'm square, I'm Coca-Cola shaped, I'm, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the idea is we need to embrace and celebrate all bodies. And um, yes. yeah, well, look, social... This movement has probably, again, been perpetuated and ramped up due to social media and everything that comes with the uh, the superficiality of, of social media. Um, the, one of the arguments, I suppose, is that whilst people can agree that uh, all bodies are beautiful, I think where people have a problem with um, this whole notion is that like bigger bodies shouldn't yeah. be celebrated. Right, because they're looking at a health perspective. What's your thoughts on that? Well, then I think there the question becomes: it's two parts. Is that person happy, and is that person healthy? Yeah. So, if that person can embrace that, that's how they look, and you know that's their situation, and they're happy to rock that and <laughs> do with it what they will, yeah. then I think that that's a really great initiative. But if you are in an unhealthy position and you're then hiding behind that, then that could be a concern. But if it doesn't also bother you, like if you know you're unhealthy and you're not particularly concerned, then is it anybody else's business to have an opinion on? Well, that's the thing. Is it anybody's business? But in the world of social media, when every person has a, a you know opportunity to spread, share their opinion... Um, and everyone feels like their opinion matters, then, you know, you're going to get people that come out and say, we shouldn't be celebrating bigger bodies because in their opinion, you know, arm, armchair warrior, keyboard warrior, that yeah. uh, it's unhealthy, you know, and people are saying you shouldn't put bigger bodies on uh, the cover of magazines, for example, because mm-hmm. you're encouraging this perception that uh, a, that bigger body is uh, a healthy, like we should embrace that. And I guess that's where Butterfield is coming from, right? Like let's not use that excuse um, to be okay with our bodies if it is unhealthy. Yeah, I think what's just really, really hard to draw the line on is what what makes it unhealthy. 
is it just about size? Is it about fitness? Is it about, you know, your stamina? There's so many facets to it because different people can be different sizes, different fitness levels, different lots of things Um, and look very similar or look very different. And I think they're just speaking from a physiological sense, like a health sense, as opposed to, hey, you may be spiritually healthy, emotionally healthy and everything else, but I think people that argue it's unhealthy, I think they just, um, for the most part, it's a a very superficial response to something that they see visually. Um, And again, social media does that. You know, we've become very shallow people um, Mm -hmm. when it comes to dating it's literally swipe left or swipe right and it doesn't matter um you know we're purely judging people on on their look right Mm -hmm. and that's uh the unfortunate reality of of where we're at the moment what what what's the double standard that you see between the body positive movement between men and women do you you see it's more harsher for women well i hadn't actually never thought about it and so to that extent i'll give him credit because i think he raised a question that a lot of people don't think about so this actually came up at work where sometimes <laughs> things are gendered and we don't even realize that we favor one more than the other. And I think when people think about body positivity, they would automatically think about women. Cause mm-hmm. I know I certainly had never thought about men. Me neither. Um, and now he, yeah. So now I'm thinking about it as well, but I don't know. I still feel like there is a difference between men in muscle magazines and action movies compared to mm. The women on these magazines or the women in movies, there is more of a like they're the everyday woman feel compared to like superhero men. You know that they're superhero men. So like not the every man is going to look like that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I I don't, and I don't have any facts to back this up, but dare I assume that I think the movement originated for women? Like, you know what I mean? That that was the target audience in that sense. Um. But I also think that, yeah, I, females get the raw end of the stick when it comes to body positive because yeah. I don't think it's celebrated for men. I mean, the dad bod mm. was a thing. Yeah, still you know, is. It's Okay, yeah, it still is. And I wonder who start, started that trend and made that into a thing. But, uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. He, he raised a good point that I didn't think about. Um, but I don't think – well, let me ask you this. As a female – <laughs> does it does it affect you that much because when i see chris hemsworth right he used chris hemsworth as thor as an example like these buff bods like i look at chris hemsworth and i'm like oh i don't think oh i wish i looked like that yeah does it what do does, you think though i just think he has a really nice body yeah i think he has a nice body i think he's really fit but i'm just like i don't I, the notion of body positivity is like oh women look at that and they crave that not not the mm. men, but women look at fit women and they crave that and they aspire to be that. I don't think a lot of guys do. Guys just appreciate it and then, you yeah. know, I'll just go back to my beer. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. Guys, don't. it doesn't hit home as much, I, th- I feel. Yeah. In that sense, I'm definitely not the right person to have on and have this conversation <laughs> with. Um, because, yeah, I really am not someone who's deeply affected by things like social media and magazines and mm. You know, these perfect cover girl images that we see very similar to you. Like I can appreciate that, yeah, this person's fit or that person's skinny or that person appears to be happy, which is great for them. But I've never seen anything on a movie or a TV or on paper and thought that I had to look like that. Mm. Any issues I've ever had have always been about me. If I'm feeling like I'm unhealthy or I'm not 
you know, as fit as I used to be, then that's me compared to me rather than me compared to someone else. Yeah. So do you think the the movement in general has been a good thing? Like this modern movement of body positive? Yes, I'm going to say yes, but don't tell Isaac Butterfield. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to come after you. Going to get a reaction video out of this. You're his next target. He's going to make a rant video on you. Um, (laughs) Why do you think it's a good thing? Because I think maybe this is really naive, but positivity about things, maybe, yeah, I'm assuming that that's the better side of it, that we're trying to celebrate something more. Now, that's not saying that we have to or that that's the only way for it to be good, but the whole intention is that we're trying to embrace more, I'm really not getting anywhere, like like, in general. Do you feel like um, for a long time we lean towards shaming bodies? And, and you feel like this yes. movement towards body positive is kind of counteracting that? Yes. Thank you for using my words. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't it, – it, yeah, maybe I've been out of the loop. I've never thought that uh, there was this big thing about shaming bodies and there had to be this counter movement to, to counteract that. But I, I guess it was there. Or maybe, maybe people were underrepresented. Maybe certain bodies were yes. underrepresented, right? Yeah, so maybe the shame was indirect, that if all you're seeing is a certain kind of figure or dimensions, then the shame is knowing that it doesn't exist in the public eye. Mm. So if you didn't look like that, then you're maybe putting that shame on yourself of that you wouldn't belong or that you have no place Mm. in the same position as those people compared to a positivity movement where you're seeing more of it. You, You should be able to relate to these sort of people in a more accessible way. Yeah. So going off tangent a little bit, <laughs> how has social media changed the the, the beauty standards uh, when it comes to males and people? That's that's a big tangent. There's a big tangent. It's completely off 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 the rails again. <laughs> well, look, this is this is what I think, right? Obviously, mm. I think a lot of people would tend to agree that there has been a heightened unrealistic beauty yeah. standard like they've raised you know the the beauty standards um yeah. to the point where it's very unhealthy yeah. uh, you see um all these have you seen these videos on youtube or tiktok about you know, with these all these chinese women and they use these the app phone apps to just change their face like it's like literally augmented reality right it's you know an instagram filter just changes the colors and everything else right but this one changes your whole facial structure right wow and you've seen videos where women contour their face yes yes right so these apps rely on those those darkened contour lines so really these women just draw lines on their face and the app will pick that up and just beautify their face so wow yeah it's becoming really really dangerous and there's this running argument that i constantly have and people are probably going to really hate me for this but I feel like um, when it comes to males and females, there's yes. it's it's so it's just this level of fakeness when it comes to females yes. is yes. overblown. I'm, I'm yes. just going to put it out there. <laughs> That's okay. my opinion. Are you going to use the word or are we going to avoid it? What? What's podcast? the word? Oh God! Use it. Use it. Catfish. <laughs> <laughs> are we going to go there? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And it's and I I it's um the safe word. It's it's unfair. Okay, that's the soft yep. word, but yep. it's downright deceitful, right? Yes. It's deception. Yeah. Okay. 
So now I've got arguments for you. Okay, go on. Now I'm ready to go. So we're heating up. Agree, completely agree. Like it is, there's a level of deception there. There's a level of, it's just disingenuous to present yourself in a type of way that is not a reality. Now, I don't shame those who do it. Mm -hmm. People who wear makeup or contour or want to use a filter when they take a photo and they want to look a certain way at the time. It's Mm -hmm. when that becomes your majority are you doing it to deceive yourself more than others? Mm. But does it get to a point you, where you don't even realize you're deceiving yourself? Yeah. Right? That's that's where that, it gets really unhealthy. Unhealthy, dangerous. Yeah. It's like you've you've literally lost touch of your own reality. Yeah. And, and and then when it comes to things like a social media page, if all you're looking at is photos of yourself looking a certain way or you know, if that's all that you're sharing with everyone, you start to tune out of your reality. You're not paying attention in a mirror when you walk past. You're not thinking about what people think when they see you. Mm. You think, oh, I'll give you my Instagram handle and you can follow me and look at my pictures and mm. just catch these still images of me looking a certain way that isn't moving. Yeah. Now, I'm probably going to get so much flack from Kim Kardashian fans, but uh, <laughs> but you've seen her photos, right? Yes. This is obviously my subjective opinion, but Mm -hmm. she does not look healthy from the waist down. You know what I mean? Like something, when I say healthy, I mean like it just doesn't look um, aesthetically pleasing. It just doesn't look right. It doesn't look like it's normal, right? Yeah. So, and in that sense, this is when it even gets more dangerous because you get influencers, people like her, doing these things, warping the perceptions of young people. you know, females or, or maybe even males, who knows, yeah. right? And uh, there's this false dichotomy that is created that this is the new beauty standards. Um, it, like those people that inject so much stuff and their yeah. lips become like Donald Duck, I'm just like, you don't... You, like, Are you happy? You've gone past that threshold now. Yeah. And again, that's just my subjective opinion. Yeah. But I just wonder, like, do those people look in the mirror and think that's... Like they look good, like they want more. I think they do. And I actually think the majority do. And that it, someone mm. like you is the, the minority opinion that it's not natural or it doesn't come across as like an attainable thing. And therefore it's not aesthetically pleasing. Like that's, I don't think that's the opinion that many would share. I share it with you, but do you know what I mean? We're, we're in a generation and a society now that doesn't look at things like that. They see it and go, that's the normal, that's what most people have. So it must be what's good. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I don't agree. And the body positivity movement is like, I feel like they're struggling a, a little bit now with the advancement of like mobile technology and these apps where you can literally just shape your body and warp your yep. body and all this stuff. It's like, well, on one hand, they're saying women should be proud of their bodies and celebrate their bodies in whatever sizes but then there's apps these apps that are available and 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 people are using them to kind of change every single photo they put out i think there's there's something just wrong there unfortunately we're going backwards again we're reading well that's it We're, we're going backwards very fast very quickly yeah and letting the opinions of others shape our opinions ourselves. So I had a controversial thought mm. um, when I watched Isaac Butterfield's yeah. video. What was your controversial where does the res- <laughs> Where does the responsibility fall? So we sit here and we say that, you know, 
influencers or people on social media have an obligation to Hmm. think about the impact they have on others or that, you know, people shouldn't be sharing fake images because it's not right for other people to see. But when are we responsible for looking at that and being personally affected by it? So isn't true body positivity looking at your own body and being happy with what you have and being able to celebrate another person's body without having to be the same and Mm. taking on that I have to look like you or I have to change and and be more like you when does that end with us and not another person for sharing them yeah and like why who created the body positivity like you know what I mean if it if it's something that's so natural why aren't people naturally celebrating their bodies like someone had to implant the seed that hey guess what you actually should be happy with the body that you have okay to yeah it's okay like yeah, this is this is the problem with our our society at the moment that uh, everything is not okay until someone says it's okay to be that way. You're allowed to feel like that. Yes, you're allowed to feel your emotions, Dave. It's not true. It's not <laughs> true. Don't believe it. <laughs> Don't believe the hype. <laughs> so, yeah, speaking of catfish, right? Yeah. We've had this conversation at work where mm-hmm. I say it's so deceiving when you go on these dating apps and you've just put the best photos of yourself and i agreed with you i said yeah you should put a photo of you just as you wake up you at work you going out you with you know like one of you in each scenario so people at least get the whole picture as opposed to the best version of yourself or the fakest version of yourself because i mean social media is just full of fakes and i know there's a whole conversation in here that i don't want to pick apart but then it becomes when that's what you put out, what do you expect in return? So social media in general, if we're putting out only the best versions of ourselves, hmm. do we want to have real connection anymore? Like when we meet somebody face-to-face, are we perpetuating an insecurity in ourselves? Because you know that you don't look like hmm. the version of you on paper that they're expecting. So do you then start to get paranoid about how you have to look? And that's where that pressure comes from. I've always got to have my makeup done. I've always got to be do you, think you know, so? photo ready. I think people have lost touch though. Like they they put that version of themselves and they kind of lose, they just feel like that's them. But how do those people go through life? Like every day, do they always look like that? That's a lot of energy. But no, in their mind, they, they think they look like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So in their mind, they, they constantly think like, yeah, that's that's how I look. And, and you point that out and you're like, no, you, no, you don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. they get upset. <laughs> yes, well, that's it. That's it. They get upset. But um, yeah, look, when it comes to body positivity, I agree that uh, some lazy people will hijack that narrative to just, you know, not exercise or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I think as a whole, I agree with it. it. It is a positive thing. We should all celebrate bodies. And like, honestly, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> this Again, like, this is my lack of care. Like, who cares? Do it for you. Like, if you're happy, you feel good, you have energy, you're doing all right, then be mm. happy. Be positive about it. Embrace it. Whatever. And dare I say that if you uh, look at other person's body, and you are unhappy with yours, then it's not a body issue. Like maybe there's another deeper insecurity issue that you just need to work on and need to kind of heal and and, and mend. Like it's it's not the body. The body is a manifestation of what it is that you're feeling. And that comes back to responsibility then. Is it on the other person that they should have to hide themselves so that you don't feel uncomfortable because you're unhappy in yourself? Like, Well, that's the other thing too, isn't it? Like 
there's there's the, there was the fat shaming and then there was that mum who like gave birth and then she bounced back really quickly and everyone's like oh you're like you're setting unrealistic body stands because oh, as a yeah. mother of two no one's bodies bounces back that that quickly but it's like they well did. <laughs> she did she did yeah. it you know, what yeah. do you mean nobody her body <laughs> also if it is that important to people obviously speaking without children here but if it is that important you know there are mums out there who who prioritize that in those early stages with Mm. their kids whenever they can because their goal is to get back to a certain size or weight or whatever as quickly as possible whereas others you know accept that their body has changed and it's going to take a long time yeah to you know work with that and just be okay with it it's fine yeah yeah it's i guess it's it's again social media has made the whole notion of you need to be a certain way by a certain time um everything's become a competition you know and again god we go down the rabbit hole once again it's Mm -hmm. you know pretty much the, the business is preying on people's insecurities right yeah and I'm surprised that there is even a body positivity movement because it's like the diet industry yeah. relies on people to be unhappy with their body in order to make billions yeah. of dollars. So, well, yeah. yeah, I'm impressed that this thing even took off. <laughs> That's a dark take on it. Well, did they do it because they know that the majority weren't in the category of what how was around before body positivity if you open the door to be positive with who you are then you open the door to everyone and you can capitalize on that mm. do you know what I mean now you can get everybody on board and you know sponsoring or doing photos for your clothing line or whatever it is that influencers right. are doing these yeah. days because there's more population to choose from so maybe that's where the movement come from oh it all comes down to greed it's yeah. money yeah, what do knew, I get out of this? We knew it was a, there was a hidden agenda amongst all this body, <laughs> body positivity movement stuff. We don't want you to be happy. We just want to be rich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let me just read a criticism of um, the body positivity. Um, is that it's non-inclusive. Depictions of body positivity messages tend to exclude people of color as well as those that who are disabled, LGBTQ, and non-binary. So... I don't know. Is is body positivity non-inclusive? I really don't know enough about this topic. <laughs> you chose it, Ashley. I but I don't. I yeah, no, I, I know would what you mean. need someone to educate me on how that is happening. Yeah. To really understand where that opinion is coming from. Yes. Maybe it's naive of me. Maybe my privilege is talking here. But I I would think that being body positivity and not specific to anything else that that could be applied across all categories. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not seeing the gap. And it's very shallow, isn't it? Yeah. Again, it's just your body. There's so much more yeah. to a person. Why are we just focusing on their body? They lose their substance completely. Well, yeah, but apparently we are human and we're shallow people. And we're positive about it. Yes, well, yeah, and I think it probably came out of the whole self-help movement as well when people yes. you know self-help was a big thing probably still is a big thing that uh trying to get up lift everyone up from their miserable lives <laughs> here we go another another kind of article that i was looking at the beauty industry will never validate you when uh this lady she was uh, talking to real women in the mm-hmm. beauty industry um what did she say when i talk to women who are strong supporters of the movement many of them say that they would like to see 
what they like to see is represent, representation of real women in the beauty industry. While I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing, I think they aren't realizing that the beauty and fashion industry profits off women and makes and men's insecurities as harsh as that may sound. You know what? I think men's insecurities are slowly creeping up too. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it was a thing before, but with yeah. this movement, I think um, men have been kind of dragged into it. Like I said, I think it was predominantly like a female-focused thing. Um, well, there you go. Equality has, has hit body positivity. Yeah. Well, give us the male perspective, Dave. Where do you, where do you lie on it? You know, obviously, you say you can appreciate, you know, models and, and famous people for where they're at, but do you mm. feel any sort of pressure in any type of way on yourself to look or be a certain kind of way? Um, not from... Uh, Maybe when I was younger, perhaps, but uh, as you get older, you just don't care as much because your body gives up on you and you just really have no choice. <laughs> That's a lie. I'm, I'm using an excuse there. No, but I think, yeah, I think a lot of younger guys look at, um, uh, there's this guy on YouTube back in the day. He was Australian as well. His name is Ziz. And he started yeah. this whole revolution of, of aesthetics, you know, like really fit guys. You you say yeah. yes, you've heard of him, right? I have. <laughs> yeah. So I think young boys really aspire to look quote unquote shredded to be like this guy because he was going to these rave parties, he was getting the girls and boys being boys driven by their hormones would yeah. strive to look a certain way. But and and that seems to have perpetuated especially now with social media as well. Yeah. You know, Instagram is all about fitness models, right? That's yes. that's all it's about now. So um, I can't say how I feel about it now because, right, I'm, I'm beyond that. I don't really care anymore. Okay. Like I just yeah. do it purely for uh, a health thing. I want to yep. be able to run around with my boys and keep up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if, if I think I feel like the younger generation of guys would feel the pressure okay but when you say as well that your younger self felt it your younger self didn't have as much social media access as well but still there was an impact uh well there there was an impact because i think was there social media there wasn't as much but i the idea and i don't know where it was implanted from was that females liked a certain uh physique type so and i don't know maybe that's tv then i don't know i can't recall or pinpoint where that idea was implanted into my head but um yeah that's that's what it was is like oh females liked a particular body type and then men would strive to attain that again driven by our hormones okay. at the time yeah. but yeah i mean now you see more of those ken barbie doll like extreme makeover type stuff that you never yeah. would before yeah. like queer eye for the straight guy remember the tv yeah. show yeah like all of a sudden we accepted uh, gay guys showing straight guys how to be better looking or whatever. Yeah. Like it's, it's not a bad thing, but. But there's a beauty standard for men now that never really sort of existed. Yeah. And the fact that that show was accepted so readily and celebrated yeah. so re- readily, it speaks to that, yeah, there was a shift at some point. Mm-hmm. Society was ready to have that conversation and, and see that you guys need to make more effort than just putting a shirt on and getting a haircut and having the same yeah. impact as a girl putting makeup and. <laughs> all of her energy into changing the way that she looks do you females feel that about men that at one point they we just didn't care and you're you're happy happier now given that men try a bit more (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't say in that sense i would say 
as a female, sometimes it does like really burn me that all it takes for a guy to go from like looking very average or just looking like his everyday self and then for say a formal event. Yes. Something as simple as like a, a quick shave <laughs> can really like change how ready he is to go out. Yeah. And then for girls, it's like three hours curling your hair, doing your makeup, yeah. picking the dress, doing your nails. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. so much more to that beauty standard and you guys have shaved your sides and put a shirt on and suddenly there's this whole change on how you get looked at. But conversely, <laughs> does it also bother you? Well, maybe not you or, or what's the, the... Sorry, Ashley, you're going to have to speak women for everywhere. all women yeah, <laughs> worldwide. <laughs> that, uh, you the worst person to speak on behalf of all women. But uh, challenge accepted. <laughs> please. You're going to smash it. Don't worry. <laughs> conversely, do you think there comes um, with it some issues as well? Like maybe females don't want their guy to all of a sudden be so into how they look and how they dress and you got to have to be immaculate every time um, they yeah. go out and you know is is that an issue as well I don't think so I think it could be one mm. I don't think it is quite yet one but yeah. again then my question comes down to what works for you like if that's your relationship and that's what your partner is doing were you not having those conversations when you guys got together or as you've watched that change with them about where's this pressure coming from? Is it coming from me? Is it a part of our relationship or is it something else beyond that? Because at the end of the day, if the people around you accept you for who you are, does it matter mm. what everybody else expects you to look like? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I you're right. I guess it's something that uh, if, if a guy spends more time, you know, looking after pampering themselves than a female, like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe you'd be worried. That's a problem for you. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, and it's, it's an issue. <laughs> But again, it makes the person happy. Who cares? Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. I think that's the bigger question that doesn't get asked enough of what's right, what's wrong, what it should and shouldn't be. It, no one's asking, is that person happy doing what they're doing or do they feel like they have to? Do they feel pressured to do yeah. something or is it because, you know what, they want to spend that time and effort, that energy, they want to look like that, knowing what it takes for them to get there. Yeah. It's a losing battle, that's though. That's power to you. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't have the effort. Well, with social media, you'll never win. I mean, there's always going to be a new standard. Yeah. That's that's the thing. There's always going to be a new trend, a new standard. And similar with fashion and everything else, like you'll come full circle and eventually mm-hmm. voluptuous bodies will be celebrated again and then we'll, you know, do another 180 and who knows where we'll be. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think now, though, it's it's – the most extreme that it's ever been yeah right and have you seen that guy that wants to be an alien no he literally chopped off his fingers why yeah he he he, he had like implanted these horns um i'll, I'll, I'll google For those it. on spotify who are missing my facial reactions <laughs> you're really missing out here <laughs> yeah he's um you know he's he just in, he's into body modification uh okay so if you google Oh, oh, just I, I googled the most randomest words. Devil alien cut off people. Devil alien cut off people. <laughs> and you'll right, see this guy, this guy who literally sliced off his nose. Um, so yeah, de- devil alien cut off people. Body modification. What were you googling when this came up? Can we no, talk it was, about he that? No, he was all over the news. He was literally all over the news because it was so 
uh, well, quote unquote, crazy that someone would do this to their body. He literally mutilated his body. Um, okay, let me. He wants to become the human Satan. Black alien. His name is Black alien. Okay. From Brazil. Right. I was, that's what I was getting. Okay. Okay. Mikel Faro, 44 year old from Brazil. Um, he's modified his body to become the human Satan. He's literally lopped off his nose, put horns on his head, uh, tattooed most of his face and body. Uh, those wow. on. Uh, listening to Spotify, you cannot see this, but uh, if you're watching the video, have a quick Google. Have a quick Google of uh, the human Satan from Brazil, 44 year old. So he, um, he's, I think he's gone to the extent where he cut off his hand. Like yes, I'm looking at that now. Yeah. So when I say I think it's become the most extreme it's ever been. Yeah. This is what we're talking about. Like body positivity has become. Be happy with your body, but if you're not happy with your body, also be be happy that you can change. Wow. Yeah, and there's That's, people out there like that. Yeah. Well, then that you know that then there's the whole conversation of should we normalize things like plastic surgery or should we make it more standard that that's something that you do at, in order to be happy if that's what you need to feel better. Should there be any shame from others when you say, hey, I actually really want to get a nose job? Because I feel like that's still, I know actually a few friends who have said that and the reaction is kind of like, but why? So is that where that conversation is heading? In order to be positive, you've got to be able to do whatever that means for you. Well, And if that means changing, then go ahead. I think it is normalized. Plastic surgery is very normal these days. Mm. Like you see people... People, oh God, I just, he's just, I've, well, looking at the image of him lop, lopped off his finger, I just, damn, man. And if you see the before picture, he was a good looking dude. He was yeah. a good looking Brazilian dude, you know? And um, I mean, look, I don't want to comment on the guy's psyche and what's happening up there. There's more happening than uh <laughs> But it begs the question what is wrong with this guy? Or what is right with him? In a deeper issue, why does he want to be this? <laughs> He's not happy with himself. Why does he want to be? <laughs> oh, this dude is scary. But um, see, and and not only that, like where there's articles about this guy. This guy getting attention. You know, yeah. he's a sideshow now. He's getting so many followers and so many likes on on social media. And um, I dare say, I'm just gonna put it out there for all the wrong reasons. Not the well, right yeah. reasons, you know. He could argue, yeah, but I want to turn myself into human Satan. Like that's that's how I want to be. You know, you should celebrate that I have a freedom of choice to do that. You should let me. Yeah, let me lop off. <laughs> let me do me, and just you have to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's scary. It's, it's. Uh, I think, um, yeah, like I said, it's normalized to. It's very normal to go get plastic surgery. Um, it's very normal now to get Botox. I mean, both men and women yeah. do it. That's that's yep. like, that is really normal. Like literally you yeah. see clinics yeah. in shopping centers. That's how normal it yeah. is. Um, literally injecting whatever it was in your face. So yeah. it's actually scary to think where we will go in the next five to 10 years. If yeah, if that's where it started. Maybe alien men's just what we're all going to look like in yeah. the next yep. five or 10. So <laughs> help us all. Indeed. Indeed help <laughs> us all. Anyway, this is... Uh, this is where we've, we've we've come, guys. And I have nothing else to add. I just can't think of anything else to talk about body positivity. Uh, yeah. 
Maybe it's because I don't. Do we understand it? Are we are we missing something? No, I think because we're quite secure in like we. I've never had a battle with that. Yeah, right? maybe just, that's what it is. Yeah, like I've I've always been a fairly big person. Like mm-hmm. even as a kid, I've been a big person. Um, I there was a I have to admit there was a fat shaming episode that really made me change my ways and. Okay. That was a shaming incident. That wasn't like I did it for the females or anything like that, right? Oh. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll share the okay. story. Yes. I actually made a video on YouTube about it. I know. I haven't watched it. Okay. So me and um, my wife went to the Blue Mountains in New South Wales, mm-hmm. and uh, I had a phone in my back pocket, right? And yep. we took a picture, and I sat on this rock. Blue Mountains is a lot of rocks. <laughs> so I sat on a rock, <laughs> and I totally obliterated the phone. Okay, it was in my back pocket. It, okay, no, no amount of gorilla glass would have saved this phone. <laughs> like I totally like smashed it, right? So and I didn't realize until I got home, put pulled the phone out of my pocket. I was like, oh crap! I, you know, destroyed this thing. Can't yeah. even get the the pictures out of it anymore. <laughs> so that was one incident where I yeah. felt oh far out. That's like my own personal shame. I was like, oh really? Okay, well, that's no good. And then the other part was I was crossing the street again in Blue Mountains. People in the Blue Mountains are horrible, oh, man. What's happening? <laughs> so I was walking to get a subway across the street. Oh. You know, I was trying to be healthy. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to lose weight. <laughs> and this guy driving in my head, I recall it being a ute. So straight away, he's a bogan. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, Anyone that drives really. a ute, you're fine. <laughs> um, but he yells out, uh, get like, Get off the road, you fatty, or something like that. Yeah. Wow. And it, it didn't trigger me, but it was like kind of upsetting at the time because, yeah. you know, I was young. I was like 22 or something. I, I can't remember. But I was yeah. young, right? I was yeah. like, oh, that's really mean. Like, yeah. And it was that moment that I was just like, okay, well, you know, something's got to give. I think, what I say? Well, I will say I was shamed into changing. But I, okay. in, a, in a good way, I think it was also the catalyst that I needed. To make a change. Yeah. So a lot of people say you shouldn't fat shame people. I, I Look, I don't know where I stand on that. But yeah. I can say from personal experience that that actually was the catalyst to me, like making a better effort. Well, see, now I need context. Like, Go you're ask. a naturally big person. Yes. Height-wise, size-wise, like you, you're, there's a lot of human there. Yes. A lot, a lot but, to love. <laughs> <laughs> did you, before these incidents, did you consider yourself fat, uh, unhealthy? Unhealthy, never. Never okay. unhealthy. Because it was just like you go through your life and you don't really think about that. Right? Okay. Not, not until you're older, I suppose. But while okay. you're young, you're going through life, you're going through uni, you're doing your thing, you're, yep. you know, you just don't think you're unhealthy. And okay. to be fair, though, I don't feel like I ever push myself to the point where I was felt like I was dying and I had the epiphany that I was unhealthy. Okay. Um, but I've always been on the chunkier side. Oh, okay. Yeah, I always told people like if I look at a burger, I like put on weight. And you know, <laughs> okay. the, what's that CK? I can't remember the name, but he had this joke where he says, "Um, I don't stop eating when I'm full. I stop eating when I hate myself." <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to live. <laughs> and yeah, so I've always been big, but yeah, that was the catalyst for me getting into better shape. So Okay. Fat shaming does work for some people. That's the my real stance. body positivity is fat shaming. For some. There you go. But yeah, you need well, to Well actually Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, 
because what you just said just made me think about for me as well when I was younger funnily enough so here this is maybe where society makes us think a little bit backwards when I was younger I thought that I was unhealthy I had this idea in my head that I was fat I was not healthy I wasn't how I should have been and then fast forward me now Mm. being the heaviest I've ever been probably the unhealthiest I've ever been as well Mm. and I look back at those photos and I think what where on earth was that idea coming from yeah and so body positivity I guess in a way has been good for me because now I'm accepting where I'm at Mm. acknowledging it for what it is and knowing that if I want to change it then that's on me but again it's a comparison to my old self not I look Mm. different than others I gotta fix that so in hindsight, when you look back, where did that idea? I don't know. Hey, mm. like I, I've got no idea because I remember always thinking back to myself that I was someone that was always on the, the heavier side as well. Yeah. And like through school or whatever, compared to not just my friends, just everyone, I always felt like I wasn't that stick skinny or that always just really, really small and tiny kind of girl. Yeah. But I still, I don't think I was ever really fat. Isn't that? But I didn't know that. It, isn't that scary that even then, back then, without social media, like yeah. you had that idea somewhere, you know? Yeah. And now with social media, yep. it's compounded that issue. It's actually really scary how it is for like young boys and girls growing up. Yeah. Because when all you're looking at is people who aren't putting forward anything remotely raw or real, it's only what they think it needs to be. Mm. Do you have any hope? <laughs> like, yeah, no, to seriously. Have a natural Do you have yeah. any hope? Because all you see is just so. like the best version of a person and the, or the most fakest, you know. And yeah. it's just so easy, easy to do. It's not even hard yeah. to do. You just download an app, no. and all of a sudden you're just like you're freaking gorgeous. It's, but it's not even that <laughs> anymore. Like the apps have it in there. So like Instagram, Snapchat, all of that now, mm. you can do half of it in there. You don't have to take the photo send it elsewhere and touch it up you can make it happen on the spot it's that instant gratification that i can make this what i want it to be and yeah. not feel bad about it not even that i was messing around in zoom just like before we started no. this podcast there's an option that says what is it touch up my appearance no yeah yeah and and i like i put it full board just to see what i look like and i pretty yeah. much like you couldn't even see me i was fuzzy I was just like that okay. smoothed over the, wow. my complexion. That And this is Zoom. This is a business kind of like, you know, enterprise yeah. app that we're talking about. We're not even talking about social. So, I've got to go to my staff meeting looking buff. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's pervasive. It's wow. every, every element. You can't escape it. So there That's, you go. You're yeah. Scary for kids growing up these days. Sometimes I think like, yeah, we were the, like, we're, we're at the cusp. We kind of got to grow up in the era that didn't have it yeah can see it happening well actually you're 10 years younger than me so yeah <laughs> i feel like I, it grew with me too i do I, you know what i mean i can still see parts of my my childhood and my life where it wasn't as big where it started and i don't feel as connected to it maybe as someone 10 years younger than me yeah right so let's go even deeper in the rabbit hole okay in five, ten years' time, when we live virtually in the metaverse. Here we go. You understand the concept of the metaverse? Do I have to explain it to you? Just briefly okay. for those at home. <laughs> have you seen Ready Player One? No. No, okay. You should watch it. Okay. Um, Ready Player One set in a dystopian society uh, in America where people no longer live their lives 
physically in the real world or they kind of do but it's a shitty world so they live their virtual lives in the metaverse called the oasis right okay it's a virtual world where you can be anything and be anyone um and uh yeah so this is where i think we're headed headed yeah right yep. uh covid has perpetuated this right oh. i'm i'm getting ready with my tinfoil hat you know you're ready you for said, my conspiracy you said the buzzword <laughs> <laughs> oh no i did didn't i okay um this is where we're headed right i think uh, winston churchill said this perfectly um do not let a gr- great crisis go to waste never let a great crisis go to waste right so this is like the world's best social social experiment (laughs) where we can get people to adopt the metaverse quickly yes right we're already doing everything through our apps we're having meetings through zoom we're working virtually through whatever means we're chatting online the next step is we're going to go through the inverse so at which point people will (laughs) literally be detached Right? Yes. They will literally be their real selves. Do you think Human that's where connection we're is dead in the world of David. Does that scare Will you? you miss it? Yeah, I, I will. Okay. I was worried about you for a second there. <laughs> yeah. You know me. I really like talking to people. Yeah, but like, I also can see you thriving. Uh, as much though? I don't think as much. I really I really do enjoy, enjoy the, the, uh, the human connection. You know, I speak to people face-to-face. And yeah, I no, think it make a real difference. the detachment is um, it's just really depressing. Yeah, it is. It is. It's not the same. And even, you know, stuff like this, Zoom calls and, and face-to-face video apps and messaging, there's still such an element of disconnect to it being physically in the same space as a person. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's no version of this, no metaverse <laughs> out there mm. that I think is ever going to be able to replicate what, a face-to-face bond can do. Yeah. You know, it's like COV has, Yeah, it's already started that detachment. Like, yes. Since everyone's been at home and they don't actually see it. Yes. They've let their body slide. Like, yes. I've put on weight. Everyone at work's put on weight. Sorry. I did. If people. Dave's work, judging us all if, in the D room. You're at work <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> Everyone has literally put on weight, right? And yep. partially, sure, the gym is closed. But partially, it's also because you don't care. Like you, you, <laughs> you, you care less now because you don't see anyone. I don't care. You know. Okay. Can I put an argument out there because I'm feeling attacked as one okay, of those I, people I, in your workplace? I speak for myself when I say that. <laughs> You're the only person in the world who came out of this era bigger, <laughs> in a good way. Like bulkier, healthier. Yeah, but most of us came out of it fatter. No, I, I, I gained too. I gained as well. Like, yeah, I used to be thinner and then I gained weight. Like, everyone gained weight, right? But that's what I'm saying is, I guess, the question is, do you think people essentially, once they get into the metaverse, completely let themselves go? That's it. They, no, they won't so, even care anymore. Oh, that that's a different question. Because <laughs> we still live in the physical world. People that's, still- yeah, so it, people will think twice because they still have to have some kind of human connection. Yes. But, when you... but just going back to me defending myself. Okay, okay sorry. Can I apologize now? Can I just apologize? Yes. Everyone, everyone. <laughs> apologize to everyone at work. I, for me, I don't think it was so much that I didn't care. It was that loss of structure. Right. That's that's where the weight came from for me. Like I just didn't have 
this wow gonna sound really sad that purpose that drive you know what i mean literally to drag yourself out of bed in the morning and go somewhere and do something like on weekends i would go for road trips hikes and Mm. you know just be out about and moving when you take that away from people as well that has an impact on your health and so now like my laziness has kicked in and I'm like, oh, but it's so hard for me <laughs> to get back to that. So the getting started is stopping me, but that's a separate problem. <laughs> okay. So it was just me that didn't care anymore and just let myself slide. It was, I, yeah. still, I still had routine. Okay. See, no. So it wasn't like, oh, no one's looking. I'm going to eat extra food and get fat. It yep. was like, oh, I'm not going anywhere today. I'm just kind of sitting around. And then as it happened, I let that be an excuse for me to be like, oh, what's the point in trying? I can't go anywhere. Like, <laughs> not my fault. <laughs> but that's the subconscious, right? People say that during winter. They're just like, oh, who cares what I look like? I've got to be covered up in jackets and, and jumpers exactly anyway. Right. Layers. Yeah. The layers make me fat, so I might as well also just be fat. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. That's what I meant when I said that. Like, you're not going to go out to see anyone. So, you know, why put that extra effort in, I suppose? That's what I was meaning there is an element of truth to yes. that. Yes. Because did I actively know during COVID and lockdown that I was gaining weight? Yes. But did the pressure to do something about it mm. kick in? No. And yes. that has started as we've come back into the office. As I'm the first time I went home and I went back into state, that I was kind of like, wow, my family haven't seen me in 12 months. And I know for a fact I don't look like 2020 me. <laughs> oh, did they make comments? So that was in my head. How rude. Well, no. I kind of prefaced that. Like I literally, I was telling people, I was like, hey, I'm coming home and I'm real fat now. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> Good on you for like putting it out there and being like, hey, trigger warning. Changed. <laughs> don't, uh, don't go there. Yeah, like we don't need to talk about it. I'm aware. Like I don't need you to point it out. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure your friends are nice enough that they wouldn't even point it out anyway. You know, at least you've got good people around you. Oh, there are people that still did, even with the trigger warning. But I got ahead of that real quick. <laughs> yeah. But, but that um, sense of feeling like I had to say something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's a pressure on me to acknowledge it. And if I was not in a lockdown and I was face-to-face with these people as I got fatter mm. and they watched it happen, would I have noticed the change as much or would I feel like it had to be addressed? It was being disconnected, then being reconnected that I was like, oh, hold on, we mm. need to, there's an elephant in the room and it's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So hang on, you said that now that things are getting back to routine, like you yes. feel the impetus to change as well, did you say? Yeah, yeah. Um, so part of it was being demotivated by like, how do I get out of this anyway when there was nowhere to go or no gyms or I couldn't get out of the house. So now it's a guilt kicking in. Like Mm. you could be at the gym today, Ashley, and you're sitting at home (laughs) or at work. Like you're not doing anything. Um, But it it is knowing that I'm seeing people or catching up with people. And if I'm unhappy with it, I don't want to, you know, carry this weight anymore. Every time I'm face to face with someone, that's what I'm thinking twice about. And that's, I guess, and that's the whole point of the body positivity stuff. Like if you are unhappy with it, then yes, go make that change. But if you are happy with however your body is, then you're happy and you should embrace it and you should celebrate and don't let anyone like kind of beat you down, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's fair. And if you're a bigger person, like you shouldn't be, look, we're only human, but you don't kind of don't be affected by those haters that say oh but you know this and that blah 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 you can't be truly happy if you're that big you know that's the argument that they always have right 
can you yeah. really be truly happy if you're that side? Well, I think people can. Like, yeah. Like, who, who? Like, that's just your own insecurity, right? That's their own insecurity coming out. Like, I know I would be happy if I was that big. Well, yeah, that's because yes. you're a freaking loser. <laughs> you're the problem. Well, if I permission to speak candidly here, I think I might be the most. <laughs> thank you. Uh, the most confident I've ever been, oh. which to me feels like a, a contradiction because I also know that I'm the biggest and the heaviest I've ever been. Oh wow! So, do I? How do I make sense of that? I'm not sure yet. <laughs> oh, that was my next question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's pretty. Well, I'm hesitating that's, here. That's great that you know you are the most confident yet you've ever been. Okay. All right. Well, I'm happy for you, Ashley. Thank you. Girl power, <laughs> this yes. This is an Ashley positivity movement now. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, the last podcast was you having an intervention for me because well, obviously. Well, you needed it. Yeah. $50 is $50, people. I'm saying that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, look, ultimately I think we're in agreement that uh, no matter what size, as long as you are happy, then who cares, right? Yeah. And if you're going to have a heart attack because you're really big, then as long as you have a happy heart attack, who cares? If you're eating your favorite meal and that's what triggers the blocked arteries, you, yep. know, what? you know what? Eat it. <laughs> Eat it. Eat it. Yeah. That's what I say. Yeah. Don't let the uh, skinny people. Sh and plus, and you know what? You and you know what? There's like, no one shames the anorexic. Uh, oh, <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> like everyone feels pity. And sympathy okay. for the person that's going through bulimia and, you know, like an eating disorder. No, okay. No, you're right. You're right. But then when it comes to uh, eating disorder in the reverse where someone has a thyroid problem that their metabolism yeah. is affected, like straight away or you jump to psychologically, the... emotionally eats as well. Yes, exactly. No one feels sorry for those people. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Oh, man. I touched on a really good point there. I was like, whoa, that's a very bold statement. But then I got there with you. Yes, yes. So, yeah, that's what I mean. Like w humans, they jump to the, oh, you, she's so vulgar, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to someone yeah. that's emaciated, emaciated, they're just like, oh, poor girl. That's sad, yeah. Yeah, she's probably got like, she's been bullied or something, you know, like she's suicidal. I don't, I don't know. Okay, that's, oh, too, that's a big stretch, a big stretch. <laughs> But, but anyway. it, then it's it's like it gets viewed as a choice when it's that you're bigger or that you're unhealthy, you're choosing to live that life. But if you're skinnier or you you know mm. you're on the more anorexic side of things, it's that's a sickness rather yes. than you're yes. not doing anything about it. Yes. Um. And yeah, that then comes down to we're body positive, but are we mentally health positive? Are we human positive about yeah. what really is driving that person rather than just us assuming? Yeah. What's making them that way? Yeah. And those people, those horrible people just, that just say, well, it's just a lack of willpower. Just put down the burger. <laughs> it's oh. like, it's like, mate, it's not that hard. Like, you know, there's, there's, yeah. it's not, oh, it's a willpower issue. It's yeah, like you no. said, it's a human issue. It's, it's yeah. deeper than that. So much deeper. And if it was just that, and the question was, if they don't want to, they shouldn't have to, then like that's no one's business. But yeah, there's it's so much bigger than just, no one would do that just for fun. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? No one um, would. Unless you're, um, uh, unless you're into mukbangs. Oh no, please. Do you, have you please, no. uh, ASMR mukbangs? No. So like, is there a version of people who like are visibly uncomfortable 
with all of that because that's what I fall into. People love that stuff. I know that there's people who really, really enjoy it, but I'm putting the argument forward for people who equal equal parts don't enjoy it because it makes me really, really just uncomfortable. Yeah, well, you know, I I don't even know where it came from, but it was like a, a massive thing all of a sudden. And I don't know what came first. Was it the the noise, the ASMR, you know, yes. or was it the food? I think it was the ASMR because I well, at least I saw the ASMR first, and then I saw mukbang, and yeah. it's just too much, it's too far. Yeah, and then like you know, like humans are very simple people in the sense that you get rewarded and you keep doing it, right? So yeah. people pay for your food. There's a reward there. It's a uh, you know, what's it called? Pavlov's dog. You know, positive reinforcement. Yes, that's right. You know, and yeah, so there you go. This like so complex. It's so complex. I think And there's always going to be some part of the population that will subscribe to that. And with the advent of social media internet, those people are actually coming out of the woodworks more and celebrated more and accepted more. So there is no stigma attached to that. I'm not saying there should be a stigma attached to that, but I'm saying it will be more prevalent than ever. If, yeah, if you were just trying to sit at like family Sunday lunch and mukbang your heart out, you might be getting some judgmental looks. But when you do it in your own company, record it and share it with people you would have never met otherwise, mm. you will find acceptance more than you would have if you just tried to share your true self with your inner circle. Yeah, there's this guy I want you to see. Something avocado. Do you know it's avocado uh, eating YouTube mukbangs? Even how much time do you spend on a laptop? <laughs> oh, I told you this is what I do at night. Oh, okay, his his name is Nicocado Avocado. This is actually a very sad story where he yeah. was once a vegan, right? Okay. Skinny guy, stick thin. Then he um, kind of went down the rabbit hole and realized the vegan culture was too much, too intense for like that it became, yeah. it was a cult, right, in his eyes. And yeah. so he just gave it up, started eating okay. meat again, started yeah. doing mukbangs again. And oh. he's, you know, living life in his penthouse, making millions of dollars a year from these videos, yep. crying his eyes out about how he hates his life now, but okay. became uber rich and uber famous off. Yep. A, a, a disorder okay yeah okay so this turned into a sickness then where he just kept eating and he went from one extreme to the other yes yes and okay. it was just and i guess and i the question is what came first was he feeding his you know in was there something there insecurity there already that he was then feeding through you know yeah like did he was he a vegan because of some you know insecurity and he didn't find the answer through that and then he transitioned to just gorging himself on kfc yeah and you go from one extreme to the other trying to heal that little inner child who's been through some things yes yeah and you should you should watch his video he he just he's all over the shop like wow roller coaster ride of emotions okay all right done research for homework (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so there you go the gambit of uh body positivity we've gone from you know a to z of just how crazy this world is yeah Yeah. it's look it's a mixture there's it's good and bad and sad at the same time right we're all yeah it's it's what you take out of it as well Mm. if you're not enjoying it then take a take it with a grain of salt yeah i say that and it's obviously not that easy for everyone but just don't lie to yourself 
Yeah. Right. Like, and I know it's hard, but find some time to do some reflection, soul searching. If you're not happy with yourself, make some changes. You know, don't yep. don't fall into the narrative of body positivity just to perpetuate uh, the unhappiness. But on that positive note, <laughs> we're going to end it there. So I appreciate everyone for tuning in for the second episode. Um, we are on Spotify. Ashley, you're welcome back anytime. You know, feel, Thank you. Feel free to re-invite yourself. I know you have a fan base out there. Thank you. Uh, shout out to Waiting the boys. The boys in uh, good old Melbourne and Sarah. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Good night. Bye, Goodbye. guys. <laughs>